Swing and a drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hey everyone, welcome again to another live edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays. Hope you're all doing well, had amazing opening weekend lots of celebrations and stuff so we've got lots to talk about tonight going to review over the over the last three games have a little look forward to next week as well tonight in fact uh, as they uh, Jays take on the Yankees and the, the games ahead so we'll, we'll do all that very warm welcome to the team again this evening thank you so much for joining me uh, Daniel how you doing how's your week been well, we've started the Easter holidays now, so uh, my whoop, week has whoop. been very relaxing so far, and I'm able to stay up and watch lots of the games as well. So, looking forward to the Yankees game straight after this. It's been good. Excellent. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna make your way all the way through the game, or are you gonna? I'll see how it's going. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna You're not gonna pitch it out there and just like you're not gonna fight through. I'm not through. committing. Not, not yet. committing. No, not committing. Elizabeth, how are you doing over in Toronto? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I was at all the games this weekend, so I'm pretty tired right now. Yeah, yeah. I, you've and, and not. I'm not sure I'll make it to the game tonight, and I'm in the right time zone. For it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'll be able to stay up for the whole thing. And of course, not only did you um, go to all the games, you also ran a was it an 8k or 10k race as well over the weekend. Yeah, I did an 8k race on Saturday morning before I headed down to Rogers Center. Very impressive. Were you, were you happy with your time? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Excellent. Good, good, good. Well done. David, how are you? Doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, nothing uh, too much been happening, just watching a wee bit of baseball. I was watching the golf as well at the weekend, but... Yeah, of course. Week, week of course. two of my holidays here, so all good. Yeah, so you, you're super chilled out. So Daniel's semi-chilled out, you're super chilled out. Well, do I, I'm not saying I'd say super chilled, you know, still dealing with a child at home, but... <laughs> semi-chilled very good mark how are you doing sir you had a good weekend yeah great weekend i was down uh to toronto on saturday to watch the game and met nice. up with elizabeth for a brief moment yes yeah we're going to talk about talk about that in a moment but uh yeah no you had a good trip down there and back yeah fun day very we got good a win. we got a win on the day you went yeah certainly uh, that's good and a very warm welcome first time with us uh to gary gary how are you I am very good and yeah, very tired. <laughs> you had a busy week, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting towards the business end of the football season, obviously. So everything's all kind of go at the moment. Yeah. Um, we've got holiday camps over the half term here. Yep. Um, being four points out of the playoffs, about five, six games to go isn't great. Uh, but I did finally manage to um, get some time to watch the games over the weekend. So that was good. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah, for everybody else, uh, Gary works for Swindon Town Football Club. Uh, so he's a busy man, as he says, coming to the end of the season, which I don't know, uh, Elizabeth and Mark, I mean, football, you know, Swindon, have you ever heard of them? No. Heard of them. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, no, one one out of two. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Excellent. Well, great. I think we have one player that used to play for Toronto FC that played uh, for Swindon as well. So that may be a slight connection there. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Very good. Well, great to have you with us this week, uh, Gary. Thanks for spending some time. So, opening weekend, people. Uh, I, I just want to say that I, d I don't know about Gary. Did you get all the way through opening day game? Did you stay up? I did manage to get through it. You did. I did. Well done. Yeah. Um, coffee's that, my friend. Yeah, brilliant. That's excellent. So, two <laughs> of us out of four of us from the UK actually got to the end. Uh, Daniel got semi through the game because you got to inning three and then bailed. I got to the end of the third and went upstairs in, in a sort of tired disgust. Yeah, and was very pleasantly surprised when I woke up and you know, saw the score the next morning. So <laughs> yeah, that'll yeah. teach me. But. Yeah, uh, I've done that plenty of times. Uh, and David, you didn't even start. What happened there? Well, I w to be fair, I, w I was never intending to. I was up on the Saturday morning, um, so. Yeah, I normally go to bed around about midnight. I watched some of the opening ceremony and stuff and all of it, and uh, I think I saw most of that. And yeah. I didn't see the first pitch, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I was fine. But watched watched uh, as much video as I could the next day. Very good. Uh, the the opening presentations and stuff, I just thought were out of this world. I mean, Elizabeth, what was it like in the ballpark? I mean, there was. I mean, the the lights, obviously, and the screen and all that sort of stuff was the, the big news, wasn't it, in terms of what the Jays have done in the off-season inside Rogers Centre. But what was that like being... I know you were working and doing your, your, your selling of your tickets, but what, what was that like? Yeah, the lights just looked super cool, even from back on the concourse where you couldn't even yeah. see, like, experience it as a whole. Um it still looked awesome. Like it made me go, oh, I want to tell all these people, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'll sell you tickets afterwards. I want to go and check that out yeah. up closer because I'm a little further back on the concourse where I was. Um, but it was so awesome. And just to have a solo crowd in there again was yeah. amazing. Just like the energy and hearing that the roar of the crowd that you hadn't heard since. 2019 yeah and and almost not even to that extent in 2019 like it almost had a feeling of 2015 playoffs in there just because people were so hyped to be able to yeah be back. yeah no absolutely I mean, and that definitely came across as you know we were watching it uh over here i i think i mean i i find i'm even now talking about it i, I find like the hairs on the back of my arms was uh, as i was watching it i was just so excited about what was going on and just the anticipation i think of you know gone through so much in terms of the covid season and and stuff so even to feel it you know all the many miles that were away from from you guys uh was, was super uh mark do, you obviously you you could get through the whole game no problem you in your time zone so how, how did you find it yeah i loved it um like elizabeth said the lights were amazing we we thought it was phenomenal like our, our favorite part was when um romano came out of the bullpen in the ninth and they just shut all the lights down and everything was flashing and they had a cool graphic on the screen with his picture and his name. We thought that was just awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. That, those LED lights are amazing, aren't they? How they can, um, you know, literally turn off and turn on and, and do what they need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah fantastic. Now, I did ask all of you and you've, you've all done it. Uh, you've all given me a little photo of your opening weekend festivities which i'm just going to show uh you know you won't see it directly on the zoom but it is actually out on the live stream uh so we'll just talk through talk through the photos so elizabeth we we had a photo of you i think by one of your colleagues of you standing in your booth all ready to all ready to go i mean how crazy night was it for you you know in terms of sales oh, and stuff 
it was nonstop. I've been selling 50, 50 tickets for, um, for this is my eighth season now. Yeah. And I, I would say that that is probably the busiest I've ever been. And that includes working the 2015, 2016 playoffs, which I think was different because this playoffs is postseason. So you have like times when everybody wants to be in their seats, watching the action, but this was opening day. So like people weren't living and dying with every single pitch. And then of course, when the game started the way it did too, a lot of people were like, well, this isn't going well, let's go get some 50, 50 tickets instead. So I mean, I, I had joked with, you know, in our, in our text chat, we've got going on, well, I'm going to have to go home and watch blue Jays and 30 to find out what happened in the game, because I don't know. I was just selling 50, 50 tickets the whole night. Yeah. 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 But it does, it looks amazing. And, and obviously in game two, Mark managed to come around and find you and uh, you guys managed to say hello to each other briefly. That was cool. So Mark, and Mark, because we, we, you're coming over to the UK next weekend, or this this week, I'll, I'll be seeing you next weekend. So you've seen Elizabeth last weekend, you're going to see me next weekend. So you just need to work your way around the team, do a little bit of travelling. Yeah. I think all of you should just come and see me on, uh, on Saturday. We would love to do that. <laughs> We'd love to do that. Very good. Uh, Daniel, your photo outside your school, uh, was that on the last day of term? Uh, yeah, the last day the kids were in on the Thursday, so that was on that was on the playground. Yeah, um, we had I think Mark Blakemore of um, a, a Yankees fan over here started a jerseys on um, campaign two years ago during lockdown, just yes. because everyone was working from home, it was a good chance to wear your jersey and so on. And I've kept that going at school the last couple of years. So I wore my Blue Jays jersey to school, so the photo everyone can see is me on the playground at the front. Um, and the kids, they all know that I'm a big Jays fan anyway. We actually two years ago had. Um, our own opening day when MLB couldn't have theirs and we had we got some kids playing baseball on the playground and the Blue Jays beat the Yankees with a, a walk-off grand slam and we acted all that out and so on so yeah it's, it's a cool thing to to get the school involved in it as well. That's brilliant. Now David I had to um, to nudge you to get a photo off you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's going on there? Little camera shy? Uh, yeah I'm not really gonna get I, I love <laughs> I love taking pictures but not of me. <laughs> yeah plus for the opening game i was fast asleep so uh, yeah, yeah that would yeah. be a very interesting picture so i got a picture on the saturday took a quick selfie yeah yeah nobody tell my wife she thinks i hate selfies i do hate selfies uh, anyway. uh, she's seen it now i'm afraid <laughs> well maybe we'll see <laughs> <laughs> and gary uh you you did similar to me standing in front of your tv uh enjoying the moment uh how, how was that for you yeah, it was good. Um, I was at work till about 10 and then picked the wife up at uh, midnight. And I was actually surprised to see that we got the pre-game ceremony over here because normally you get the uh, yeah. join and progress or the start in you know in a little while kind of thing. And I thought I was going to be sat there with a blank screen watching the same um, replays from about three seasons go over and over and over like you do during the breaks. But sure. um, yeah, it, it was great that um, you know I was able to see that my mum and dad were over there because they live over in Canada still. Um, you know, I kind of kept an eye out for them which is a bit silly because let's be honest, you're not going to find them 50,000 people. <laughs> uh, but I was just amazed by the lights, really. I mean, everyone's um, everyone's saying about the stadium needs to be, you know, replaced and everything. And you just see mm. things like that and you think, you know, why not make it like, um, you know, like a stadium that's got a bit of history to it. So, yeah, yeah it was really good. You know, um, I wish I could have went over there myself. I've got a lot of stuff going on, you know, in my personal life at the moment, which, um, it's great for me, uh, but I don't think I'll be able to go into a game this year, unfortunately, because of it. So yeah, yeah. 
good to be able to watch it though and enjoy it with everybody else as you say i think uh with the mlb tv package here now being as you say being able to watch the pre-game stuff uh makes a huge difference for us rather than it just cutting in when the first pitch is about to be be thrown and, and mark just f- finish off with you and your photo so you, you and sarah obviously game two uh enjoying yourself where, where were you sitting for the game uh we bought uh nosebleeds upper deck 500 level yeah just the cheap ones because i got to save my money for england <laughs> <laughs> So I'll buy you a beer when I see you next weekend. That's that's not a problem. Usually we sit, we like to sit nice and close, but we thought this time let's just let's just buy some some cheap yeah. ones. Brilliant. Well, great memories. Uh, the other thing that I just want to reflect on is uh, a little bit of work that somebody amongst us has done. Have a listen to this. To every team in baseball, Canada's team would like to apologize in advance for what the Toronto Blue Jays are about to do to you. Sorry for this. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. absolutely crushes that pitch. And this. Teoscar Hernandez with a frozen rope right up the left field line. Our condolences for this. And a strikeout for Jose Barrios. And this. Alec Manoa strikes out the side. Is it too late now to say sorry? His sympathies for the newest acquisitions, too. That's strikeout number six for Kevin Gosman. Welcome to the Blue Jays, Matt Chapman. And forgive us, we didn't even mention Bichette, Springer, Guriel Jr., Romano, and more. And while we may be apologizing, it's the other teams who will be begging for forgiveness. 11 to 1, Toronto. This is is Toronto Blue Jays baseball on the Sportsnet Radio Network. How cool is that? It was good, but I think someone needs to have a word about putting Bieber in there. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, your dancing wasn't great either, mate. I'll, I'll get you on. Oh, come on. I'm here to entertain. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, brilliant bit of work again. Brilliant bit of work. I uh, loved listening to that when you, you, you gave me the link uh, earlier today. Uh, so how many times has that been out on Sportsnet? Oh, it just aired the one time. Okay. It you got... just aired right before the broadcast game on on Friday. Right, so you got plenty more down the pipeline to come. But uh, yeah. yeah, well done, fantastic. Get, gets us in the mood. Right, let's let's talk the serious stuff then, guys. Um, let's just dive into the opening uh, series. Uh, I just I wanted to start off with starting pitching, which uh, has been a little bit of a mixed bag <laughs> over the three games. Um, let's just start in the, in game one with Brias. I mean, painful outing for him and for everybody watching. How did you how did you receive that when you you know saw him struggling, getting his location, you know, wasn't quite there. I think he reflected after the game a little bit in terms of that he was rather than pitching, he sort of was tr- throwing, and the timing wasn't quite there. Was that a big surprise? You know, obviously there was a massive build up in terms of the the game you know he was the ace for the for the start uh, and then it didn't quite happen as we had all anticipated and actually unraveled rather quickly daniel what was your your thoughts as you were watching that how how are you I think it was a it was a surprise in that he wasn't it's not a rookie in his first season he's he's pitched on opening day before um i wonder how much the shortened spring training has had an impact on pitchers in general certainly seems to have done on on many of ours 
And also, I don't know what happened with um, Pete Walker. And I don't. I'm, I was surprised to see him in the dugout, actually. Um, so I don't know if if that situation has, has played a part as well. But I would imagine it's pretty tricky if you're a pitcher and you haven't, haven't played the games that you need to before the season starts to suddenly find it in a game. Um, mm. So hopefully he'll have ironed a few things out ready for the next one. But it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, what was your your take on Brius? I think he he I, I was what I was quite impressed about with him was that there wasn't any sense of sulking in the in the dugout after he'd finished. He clearly knew that he hadn't performed well, but he was still there with the team and you know was encouraging them. How what was your take on how he did? Yeah, obviously obviously he did horribly, but <laughs> it's one yeah. game. I'm not concerned about it in the slightest. I mean. He, he could throw a shutout this this week and it's all forgotten. Yeah. Um, one, if it, it takes for me, a guy like Barrios or Gosman, if those guys have a bad, a bad start, they've got a, a long enough history that I don't get concerned until mm. four or five in a row. Yeah. So I just chalk this up as a, Opening As a one day event. jitters, maybe a bit of spring training, uh, short spring training. Yeah. Who knows? But not concerned. Yep. Gary, what what was your take in terms of? I mean, obviously you're working within a football scenario, a sporting scenario. You see it with your own squad, I'm sure, in, at certain games, big games. Obviously, there was a massive pressure, I would imagine, on his shoulders on Friday evening. Do you think that played a big part in how he performed? I don't think pressure had anything to do with it. Um, I think it's probably a bit of preparation. Um, as, as you say, with spring training being shortened as well. I don't really pay too much attention, if I'm being honest, until probably, you know, about a month or so in. Um, I mean, you'll see, like, Jansen at the moment hitting 500. <laughs> you know, that, like, that's not going to last for the season. So Really? Come know, on. He's our I leading mean, batsman yeah. at the moment. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> at, at the moment, yeah. But, I mean, you look at everyone else, like... Um, Guriel, I mean, in the beginning of the season, you know, there's 160, you know, two other games, you know, yeah. so I won't read too much into it, to be honest. Um, I'd probably give him two or three starts and, you know, by then, I, I think things will start to fall into place. And and again, if he's pitching on the road as well, that you know, there, there's mm. no, um, there's no sort of expecta- huge expectation on him. Mm. So, yeah. Very good. We'll see what happens. David, how, how did you feel? I, I mean, he... <laughs> Was it a surprise that even with the struggles that he was having, that Charlie pulled him out with, you know, only a third of an inning pitched? Uh, did you think he would stick with him during that first inning and, and just try and, you know, iron out those those issues? Or were you surprised when, when Charlie pulled him? I wasn't I wasn't overly surprised, apart from anything else. The, the fresh bullpen, you know, like mm. nobody's pitched anyway. Um Obviously, I was surprised that that's all he lasted. But, you know, as others have said, it's first game of the season. There's no need to panic. I did notice when Montoya came out to get him, as he's walking off, I think you, you see him mouth him. I'm pretty sure he said, my bad, on the way out. So, you know, he's taking it. He knows it's, he knows he's had a bad outing, and it wasn't just, like, a wee bit unlucky or something. You know, he's he's, he's taking it the right way. He'll move on and yeah, hopefully yeah. better next time around. Yeah. 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 Elizabeth... There's been quite a lot of um, Blue Jays Twitter in terms of people hovering over the panic button. Is that is that just, you know, crazy talk this early? 
Yeah, that's an overreaction of people getting all hyped up when you win the first two games and then you lose the third and everybody's like, oh man, I really thought we this was the year that yeah. we were going to go 162-0 and and you knew that was never going to happen. But, and as for like Barrios getting pulled that early, it, I think people tend to put more emphasis on it because it is the first game of the season. You can look at any ace in their entire career. You could look at an ace probably in a Cy Young season there's somebody who had just like an atrocious outing just randomly somewhere in the middle of the year but nobody really talks about it or thinks about it that much because it's just some random game in the middle of the year but because it's the first one of the season and there's this huge spotlight on the game everybody tends to just focus more on it what I thought was really impressive was that the fact that he did take ownership of it and he said you know I just I it was on me I just I didn't have it today for whatever reason it just it was not my night I didn't have it and then on the opposite side you saw Garrett Cole who actually pitched fairly recently aside from giving up a home run in the first inning but he went he pitched four innings or whatever and he came out blaming the fact that their opening ceremonies went long and that threw him yeah. off his routine and everything. And it's like, hashtag <laughs> excuses, get over it. It's opening day. You know, that's like, yeah. that should be your opening day routine. Yeah. When you know you're going to be the starter for the team, know you're going to be delayed. Yeah. Like so the song said, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in terms of just, just talk us through in terms of the starting pitches that are dealing with an opening ceremony like that. So they, they've clearly done some warming up prior to the game. And then I guess it, there is that long period of time, isn't there, in terms of all the other stuff that's going on? Uh, or are they tucked away in the bullpen? I, I, I don't think they are, are they? They're still in the bullpen. You see them before the game, they're warming up, yeah. you know, as the ceremony is going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, hadn't, I hadn't particularly picked that up. And obviously he was, you know, yeah, introduced with the rest of the team. But um, I think it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, so I was just looking at his ERA, which is horrible at the moment. So 108, that's nice. <laughs> nice line isn't it but it, as you say like fast prices yeah exactly yeah no exactly so that, i think the thing is yeah go on Gary. yeah sorry I, was gonna say, I think the thing is I, I know especially in the sport uh sports environment uh confidence is a big thing as well so what you don't want to do is leave him out there for two three innings and it gets even worse you know take him out look at the video see what was going wrong and then try and fix it next game so yeah yeah i mean pete walker did go out a couple of times didn't he to try and steady the ship and and so on but uh yeah clearly clearly wasn't his day and um we then uh, pulled in a whole range of different arms that perhaps we weren't expecting to see quite so early uh on, on opening day okay so boris kevin gosman I thought was a solid outing. Uh, Mark, you were there at the game for that one. Uh, what did what was your take on on how he did? Well, he started off good. Yep. But he hit it. He hit a bit of a wall. Um, it's harder to see what he's doing wrong from the 500 level at the game live than it is on TV. <laughs> sure. But I do have a lot of friends, and I'm in a lot of uh, Facebook chats and this and that. And this sounds like, at least from what some of my friends were saying that his, he, he, he likes to pitch his fastball high in the strike zone mm. and he wasn't getting it high enough. And they were, they were just teeing off on it. So that's a small thing. That's just a small location thing. Apparently his splitter was looking fantastic. Yeah. He just needed to locate his fastball a little better. Yeah. So he got through, so, yeah, th- through five, five innings, didn't he? 
Um, eight hits, three runs uh, against him. I mean, I thought I thought he was a fairly solid start. I mean, obviously compared to the night before, I think he did sort of steady the ship, and it was a very different game, you know, in terms of the outcome. Um, well, the result was the same, but in terms of how the game played out was was obviously very different. And uh, I thought he he did well. David, what what was your take on Mr. Gosman's uh, outing? Yeah, I'm. I guess I'm similar to what Mark was saying. I've not seen I've not seen lots of him in the past. I've seen him pitch before, but not a, a whole lot. But mm. listening to the broadcast, and that's what they're saying. They just his his fastball wasn't as high as he'd like it, and that was causing problems. But yeah, do you know like am I right in saying he'd only pitched one spring training game? So yeah, that's right. Well, he's still stretching himself out, and obviously, like I'm sure that they all are with the short and spring training anyway. But um. Mm. Yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, wouldn't be an issue long term. Very good, Daniel. Are you happy with the trade? Are you, you're not, you know, in terms of um, Robbie Ray um, leaving us and and Gosman coming in. Are, are you confident that he's going to be able to do this for us? And that you know, Ray perhaps just had an extraordinary year last year. Uh, there's obviously a lot of talk whether he would repeat that. Obviously, Kevin Gosman's come in. No, no concerns from your perspective. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, the numbers between the two of them were almost identical, weren't they? They they put those up on the screen during the game, mm-hmm. and I think the same with Berrios as well. Their experience, they're just going to shake off any anything that hasn't quite worked in the first few games. They know how to put it right. Yeah, um, and I said that the the spirit was fantastic, and I I've got no worries throughout the season at all. I think it'll be a really good acquisition for us. Yeah, very good. Okay, so that was game two, and then obviously the disappointment of last night in terms of the result um again ryu actually had a really good outing for the first three three innings um elizabeth have you, have you seen that game at all i'm sort of conscious that you've been trying to catch up on things um no i didn't really because yesterday was still so busy again selling tickets okay. and and i didn't like I try and watch Blue Jays in 30 to kind of catch up on what I missed. Yep. But when I know what the outcome is, like yesterday's game, I'm like, I kind of don't watch. <laughs> the incentive's <laughs> gone. Like the first three innings and then turn it off and pretend the rest didn't happen. Yeah. But I actually didn't even get a chance to do that today. But um, I, I know Ryu didn't go as long as people were hoping that he would either. But I think like everybody just talks about how spring training is always so long mm. for the pitchers. It's not for the hitters, it's for the pitchers. So I think that we're seeing the effects of the shortened spring training, mm. not just for the Blue Jays, but across all of baseball. And even totally. teams that are doing well to start aren't letting their pitchers go as long in games either. So I think we've maybe just got a few more kinks to work out there. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Uh, David, did you like what you saw from Ryu, particularly his control, I think, was, was as I say, good in that first three innings. And then uh, I know a couple of people reflected whether he sort of ran out of gas on, you know, whether that's true or not. Um, but uh, how, how did you find watching him yesterday? So I saw that I, I watched the start. I saw the first three innings. <laughs> you're doing and well. Then, <laughs> and then I had to take the wee man to bed. So I went upstairs to read Room in the Broom and I came back down and I was like, whoa, what's happened here? <laughs> um, what I did notice though was the amount of plays Matt Chapman had. Yep. Which 
made that trade make even more sense. You know, it was just constant ground balls to him and stuff like that. And sure. yeah, that could have been a problem before and it yeah. was all pretty tidy. So yeah, that was good. Yeah. But yeah, again, Ryu's been pretty solid. I know he struggled a bit last year, but yeah, hopefully he's back to his kind of normal self this year and he'll straighten that out. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's probably the one. Do you know when you, when you have confidence, you know, it's like Manoa's pitching tonight. I've got absolute every confidence that he's going to blast the you know the Yankees this evening. Uh, with Rio, I've still got that slight. Who are we going to get coming out uh, this yeah. evening? Are we going to get the, the the classic Rio who who can take on anybody, or are we going to get the one that's yeah, I'm not quite so sure. And I think that's just where I'm a little bit hesitant with him. Um, but ho- hopefully, as you say. You know, as 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 they adjust, having come out of this weird spring training um, period, that they'll they'll start to find their 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 form. So I actually, look, don't think Rio was that bad. No, well, if, he wasn't up until watch, even, Sorry, even in the fourth. He gave up a lot of ground balls. Yeah, some of it was bad luck. It just got in the perfect spot right between you know shortstop, second base, with that much space. Uh, Bo Bichette had a ball that he probably should have caught, or he should have made the play. But he, but he kind of bounced away from it and did that. Yep. Um, I think he had a, a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of bad defense. He wasn't great, but I don't think he was nearly as bad as, as people are acting like he was. I think mm. he was actually really good for the most part. Yep. Yep. So just in terms of going into to the Bronx, Mark, obviously, I, I don't know how many games you're thinking the Jays really need to come away with but even if we said they came away with three out of the four for me that means that at least one of these starting pitchers who has perhaps struggled in these first three games will bounce back a little bit are you are you expecting that to happen um you know when they go to new york i do think that the uh like barrios and gosman will will have better games and i think manoa will pitch well i think It'd be great to win three out of four, but two out of four is probably a more reasonable expectation. Yeah. Even two out of four would be, I'd be happy with. Yeah. But obviously three would be fantastic. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for three. I'm, I'm going to keep glass sure. half I hope full. for four. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, is everybody just writing <laughs> off the Kikuchi start as an automatic loss? Day? <laughs> yeah, I'm not as I'm not as confident in Kikuchi as I am in Manoa, Barrios, and Gosman. Sure. Go, go on then, Elizabeth. You've also got, got something there that's burning on your heart. Oh, no, I just thought it was funny how how we're all talking about all three or four of the yeah. the Yankees would be good. No, yeah. Nobody's mentioning a sweep at all because everybody just kind of assumes that Kikuchi, who knows what we're going to get from that guy, but watch tomorrow will be the day he throws a no-hitter. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right, okay, that's good. Um, let's let's move on because we've just got a few things I want to try and get through this evening. i uh, just like to talk a little bit about the infield and how we felt that they did. Gary, what was your first impressions of everyone loves getting a great price on the favorite things right that's why at sainsbury's we're not just giving you net to point (laughs) oh i don't know what that an advert's just come on my we get sent free stuff from sainsbury's yeah absolutely we're going to be sponsored by i apologize well then steve getting sponsors in there early um yeah let's just 
talk about the infield. So in terms of uh, Matt Chapman, Gary, how do you feel he settled in over the three games that we've seen so far? Fantastic. I mean, he's a vacuum at third base, isn't he? That was the exact reason yeah. he was brought in there. Um, I remember seeing some statistics somewhere showing the amount of balls that went to, you know, on the left side of the field there um, last season. So he's obviously there to uh, stabilise that uh, that side of the field. And yeah, so far he's living up to the hype. So, and he also had a home run. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully he can get that um, average up a bit this year. He, um, he did have a couple of bobbles in the first game though, didn't he? There was a couple of plays where it wasn't quite, quite on point. Nerves, that's all. Yeah. Still, again, he, again? he's obviously he's been playing in grass. Say again, David. <laughs> Sorry, I was just saying he's obviously been playing in grass the whole time though, and then they're coming into that turf. It's you need yeah. to get used to that as well. Mm, yeah, and no, I think that that's what I will say about um, the turf because I, I use a, like a four G surface. Obviously, it's not the same as Rogers Centre, for example, but obviously, uh, you know, a lot of them play almost the same. You know, if you keep it to a good standard as grass would. So I, yeah. I think the turf is probably um, overstated now. I, I think you'll find a lot of fields um, use like hybrid technology and things, and they're fairly close to. I don't actually think there's any difference in terms of impact on a player's body um, between grass and, and turf now, whereas before, mm. um, when we used to have the really <laughs> sort of um, bad carpet, you know, with the, you know, with just a layer of concrete underneath. Um, back in the 90s uh, that was obviously a different story yeah yeah no I mean I think they've obviously done a lot of work at Rogers haven't they in terms of where it was initially laid just on the concrete and now it's got this sort of you know acoustic padding whatever it is that they've put under the under the turf to try and take some of that bounce out of the ball so it does does play a little bit more like like grass in terms of uh, Chapman's uh, ability to help Bo I, I think Bo's had some really good games over the f- first three um, Daniel, how have you felt that Chapman's helped help Bo in that situation? Yeah, I think I mean in my in the the spirit of getting carried away after only one or two games, I think I tweeted, <laughs> "Oh, get, you know, Bo's going to be MVP away. now or something like." That. I thought his the the second of the three games, he was incredible, and I think he was involved in so many plays and he did them with such confidence as well. Yeah, and it, and it's got to help if you you know if you're giving yourself another five yards because the guy next to you is going to Hoover it up, it's an absolute wall there. Then yeah. I think that's great. I think. Um, with Kevin Biggio as well at, at second, I think he missed a double play that was quite straightforward in the first game. Mm, he did, um, and he had a really confident start to the second game, which I thought was really important for him as well. So, from an infield point of view, I mean, Vladdy, Vladdy continues to stretch further than I thought anyone could, you know, off first base. He's been great, and I think he and Chapman already have, have got a few outs and have combined really nicely as well. So, yeah. it's pretty encouraging, really. Yeah. So let's just talk about about the BGO Espinal dilemma. Elizabeth, what's your your feeling? Obviously, BGO played the first two games, and and SB obviously got a couple of hits in both those first two games when he came into pinch hit, and then obviously third game he started. Uh, how do you feel that one's going to play out? Yeah, it's hard to say because Espinal did get some really good hits for us with Kevin Biggio made um, a really nice diving catch in the first game, was it, I believe? I, yeah, I don't know, they all kind of start it was, what, it was. I could tell it was in one of the three. Yeah, yeah, one of the first three <laughs> One of the three. He made a really nice diving grab, too. Yeah. So, um, 
I, I mean, to have two guys that are doing really well at that position is a good problem to have, and I will take it. And it kind of makes that uh, the whole JRAM extension a little easier to swallow for the fans out there that we're clamoring to get him in. If mm. we've got, you know, two guys who can both do super well at the uh, at second base, then I say let them duke it out and see what happens. Yeah, just have a look. Who's on second tonight? Is it? Oh, it's SB as well. Yeah, so he's he's come back in. I mean, I really want Kevin Pagia to do well. I, I desperately want him to, you know, see this through, um, and, and to you know get the bat moving and have some good, good plays, as you say, Daniel. That you know he 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 missed one in the first game, which again perhaps nerves pressure all that sort of stuff comes into play but i'd love to love to see uh Biggio do well um mark i see you you're busy on youtube chatting to people a- anything that's um anything's coming up in there that we we've missed that uh just just shout out i know you you're very good at sort of noticing those things well there was just some uh scott mitchell of tsn just tweeted out that danny jansen's going for an mri on his right uh sorry his left side oblique area Oh, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's wrong with Danny Jansen yet. That's all I know. But that's not necessarily the best news. The way he's been hitting. No, uh, and that that would make more sense about the lineup than tonight. Yeah, I mean, I I found myself in the very odd position of um, really regretting the fact that Danny Jansen wasn't our designated hitter for a game. <laughs> which you know, who'd have thought we'd have yeah. got there? Because he started really well. But if he's injured, that makes all sorts of sense. Yeah, I just wonder whether he's overextended himself. Um, I mean, I yeah, just as well as we talk about him now, that um, I mean, what a what a joy to see him get back on board because obviously he struggled a bit in the past and and that's been a little bit of pressure. His defensive play as a catcher has been brilliant, but it was always a little concern in terms of his offense. So to see him get two dingers in the first three games, can't argue with that. That's that's very exciting. Well, I wonder if maybe Jansen might be headed onto the IL because um, Arden Welling tweeted out earlier that Sean Anderson is with the Blue Jays in New York. He's a right-handed reliever and that no official move had been announced by the club yet, but the Blue Jays need to make room for him on the 28 and 40 man roster in order to add him. So if he's there with the mm. team, obviously they're thinking of adding him, but they have to, mm. they have to drop somebody. The roster. Yeah. Inside knowledge there, Elizabeth. Twitter yeah. knowledge. Yeah, you see. Twitter knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter knowledge in the right time zone where you can keep up with it. But, uh, and Twitter never lies. We all uh, know that. Yeah. If it's on Twitter, it's automatically true. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's just, uh, Vla- Vladdy's performance, uh, I can't if you mentioned it now. Uh, Gary, how, how have you liked seeing Vladdy first base? How do you think he's done? I just constantly drool every time I see that man on my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. That, that, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I tell you, I, no, he, I'm with Gary. <laughs> yeah, just Some everything he does, he just gets better and better. And I, and he's still, you know, stupidly young. Um, yeah. It just makes you wonder how good this guy can actually be. I mean, because he's still not at. I mean, he, he's lost weight again. You know, he's got a better uh, physical shape, and he just continually gets better and better. And it's just, mm. yeah, if, if he gets like, you know. To the optimum sort of weight and everything else, it's just—it's almost scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Trout was obviously the best player in baseball, you know, arguably maybe Otani. Um, but there's, there's no reason why Vladdy won't be in the next two years. I mean, if he carries on as he is, he's just an incredible player. Yeah. Yeah. He made a nice over-the-shoulder catch. Was it last night or the night before? I can't remember now. 
Uh, and I know that those are the sort of plays that when he first started first base, he struggled a little bit with, missed a couple last season. Um, but uh, yeah, took that really well yesterday. Uh, Mark, you're nodding fiercely. He's running too. Yes. I think it was Saturday at the game I was at. He tried to steal a base. I think he, yeah. he had it stolen, but the batter fouled the ball off. But he, he's he's running. Yeah. Yeah, he's Looks clearly great. put a lot of work in, isn't he, in the off season to to get that weight down and to yeah to, to give himself a fighting chance in every department. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to um, seeing how he he improves, particularly in the defensive role. I think, and again with Chapman, uh, I mean Chapman just rockets that ball across to him, uh, across the diamond, and to see you know him stretching out is good stuff. Excellent. Any any other thoughts on the infield? How they've done? Any other closing remarks? Nope. All looking very blank. That's okay. <laughs> Bullpen. Discuss. Uh, let's let's go back to Friday. Obviously, a lot of arms were used on on Friday after Brice went through. Uh, so, how many did we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10 oh no nine well nine including romano how do you feel the bullpen has performed thus far uh daniel what, what's your take on that well I'll take romano i mean romano was was very cool when he came out and and closed it off brilliantly so that didn't seem to face him at all yeah. i worry about someone like stripling because we need we need a long stretch guy whether it's gonna be thornton or pearson when he comes back or stripling but if, if when the starting pitchers do have an off day yeah you worry that we haven't at the moment uh, people are still warming up i know but in, in a month or so i'd like to see that someone's able to come in and do three or four innings for us you know just to rest some of the other arms and see how it goes mm. um, and we haven't had that yet but as i say early days i know people are sort of they've almost got it in for the the bullpen they see that as a weakness and they're gonna pick on anything but um we've got the hitters to bail us out of a lot of situations anyway so that takes a bit of pressure off and hopefully they'll um, they'll ease into their season like the the starters will as well. Yeah, well, I think I think after last year, you know, th- th- there was some question marks in the bullpen and and particularly how Charlie managed that situation. But I I thought he's done well thus far. David, what, what was your take on on the bullpen in terms of particularly when Brias came came out of the game so early on Friday, that was yeah. a lot of lot of innings still to get through. Uh, how do you yeah, feel I mean, that it, went? It was basically a full game, wasn't it? Just about a full game and. Obviously, the Rangers have had, if they've got off to a hot start, they're feeling really confident. Yeah. But then after that, they've given up four runs. So it was actually pretty good, I thought, considering, you know, considering we've had to use just about everyone there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The guys like Romano and stuff, as we said, looked amazing. It was great. Um, but then all these other guys that maybe weren't, our, they're not our strong guys, will we say. Yeah. They've done a great job as well. You know, so no, I'm impressed with it. Just a lot of work the first three days, but yeah, we'll deal with it. And I think, I think, I think... Trent Thornton has been, um, you know, I think he could be the man that could go, you know, a few innings to be fair. Yeah, I think there's kind of question marks about Trent, isn't there? Well, it certainly was last year. Uh, but I thought because he's he's pitched already in two games, and I thought yesterday he he did better than his first outing. Uh, I think he was reasonably solid yesterday. Um, but I think you know it is a lot of a lot of arms that have been used already. Um, Elizabeth, what's your what's your take in terms of the games coming up? Do you, do you think having used so many arms so already, how much that's going to impact going into the next series? What what 
that look like? Yeah, it could be tough, um, but hopefully they're up to the task. I mean, I think a lot of the guys have done really well per Tim Stockton in our chat here on the side. And he says, um, per Mike Wilner, Romano, Meza, Garcia, Simber, Phelps, and Richard have all combined to give up two runs on three hits over eight in the third inning so far. Yeah. So if you had a pitcher that pitched, you know, eight, eight and a third innings and only gave up two runs on three hits. Yeah. That's a, that's a hell of a game right there. So you'd be happy I with mean, that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So they're doing well. Hopefully we can maybe get, you know, five, six, six innings out of Manoa tonight and give a few guys some rest, even if you don't, you just hope that you don't have another implosion for, from someone where you have to pretty much pitch the yeah. entire game and that you can do it in such a way that hopefully you can give some guys rest, even if you have to bring in a couple. Mm. And then the next night, if you have to bring in a couple more, well, you can go to the other ones. And I did miss it. Did anybody see, are they still, are they still doing Adam Simber's dance? I, I didn't see that, but and there's a little bit of a shimmy. Uh, no, blank faces all around. Sorry, sorry, we let you down on that one. <laughs> well, maybe they'll put, maybe they'll put them in during this next series, and I'll be able to catch it. And see yeah, yeah, it yeah. Okay, uh, there's homework for the week, guys. You know, let's find out by next week. Adam Simba's moves on the mound. Um, Mark, Nate Pearson. Obviously, he's in a. I, I, I would imagine a, a hugely difficult position, obviously, with this this condition that he's got, this mono, um, which, in fact, I had never heard of it, to be quite frank. So I had to, to look it up and to find out exactly what it what it was and, and what it means. Obviously, last year or for the last couple of years, so much hype and expectation on Nate Pearson's shoulders and has not quite performed where we'd hoped he would and I'm sure where he'd hoped he would. What sort of setback will this be for him, do you think? Um, and we don't know quite yet how long he's going to be out and, and so on. What do you feel that's going to happen? And, and particularly in terms of the bullpen and his position and where, because I think on game one, that was the classic sort of example of where you'd want a Nate Pearson coming in. Right. Well, I, I've been a huge Nate Pearson friend since for, for three, four years. I, I, I always thought he was going to come up and he was going to be what, what Manoa has become, really. And I guess I'm still kind of hanging on to the last shred of hope that this could still happen. But every time he gets injured or sick or he gets put on the, on the IL, it just, it's like a kick in the stomach. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith, but I'm still, the, the one thing is that he's not injured right now. Yeah. So that's a plus. He doesn't have like an arm injury or a shoulder injury he he has he has a he's sick mm. so i'm not sure i don't really know um a lot about mono i know it can take a long time but it doesn't always so i'm hoping they I'm, right now i'm just hoping for as speedy a recovery as possible and let's just let's just see if he can actually get up here and play you know 20 games straight without getting without getting hurt or sick again and, and just start he hasn't even been able to find his groove yeah 
every time every time he he pitches a good inning he's he's out again it's 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 been frustrating he's probably one of the most frustrating players mainly because i have such high expectations for him yeah and i just haven't been able to even watch him yet i know it is hugely frustrating um and i think i'm still hanging on to the last shred of hope i still i haven't given up on him yet but no it's starting to fade uh, Gary, are you where, where are you with with Nate Pearson in terms of if we can get him back? What the, the concern I I think I have with this condition he's got is what impact that will have on clearly on his fastball. You know, he's a hundred mile an hour man. If that takes him down to ninety two, ninety three, what what impacts that going to have on on him going forward? I, th- I think to be honest, I mean everyone's been pushing for him to start. I think the start rotation is perfectly fine as it is. Um, or it should be at least. I think the pressure's off in that respect for the last couple of seasons. You know, we haven't really had too many people in, in the starting rotation um, with that kind of power. So I think for me, when I'm bringing him back, I'm probably looking at that Aaron Sanchez role from 2015. Um, you know, a good power arm out of the bullpen, um, you know, that could do a few innings towards the back end of the game um, and maybe build up his, you know, velocity and everything, you know, mm. that route. And then, you know, if someone does go down with an injury, you know, you could bring him in. So I think that if I'm, you know, um, Charlie, I'm probably looking at starting with AAA, obviously. Um, so if he gets some innings down there, uh, as Mark said, stay healthy and then probably look to bring him into maybe a long relief role or something. Yeah, yeah. David, are you are you hoping we're going to see him back soon? Are you looking forward to, to getting him in that middle, middle reliever, high, well, high, even high leverage position? Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to getting him back. I, I, I can, I can see him in a, in the seventh or eighth inning or whatever or whatever's needed. You know, and more often we see these top guys like they're not necessarily coming in in the in the ninth, but they're coming in to face the middle of the order. You know, I think that's someone we could see. That's a role we could see him in. Yep. But yeah, just wish him all the best in the recovery. And hope it's totally. a, a quick one. Yeah, yeah. I just, I totally feel for him. Uh, I think he's just such on out of anybody in the ball club it's it had to be him because of all the struggles and bits and pieces he's had all to the, i was hoping this season that we would actually you know really see him blossom into the the picture that we think and believe that he can be uh, so know, it's a massive step back for him the whole situation reminds me a lot of what we had with david travis Do you know just phenomenal talent and just plagued by injury after injury and mm. such a shame yeah yeah well, we wish him for well. Say again, Mum. I just looked it up for what it's worth. It, it, I just looked up an update. Looks like he's starting to feel better. He's already resumed light throwing. That's good. Uh, there's no specific timetable, but there's hope that he could return by the end of the month. Yeah. So good that's, stuff. That's positive. Yeah. No, absolutely. It'd be great to see. Great to see him back. Okay, guys. Let's just uh, turn our attention then to the forthcoming series over in the Bronx. Uh, obviously, first game tonight. We sort of reflected a little bit in terms of what we're hoping for it. Elizabeth, go on, give us your 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 heart and your head. What what do you want to see out of this series? <laughs> My heart wants a four game sweep, of course. Of obviously. course, silly question. I realised that as <laughs> soon as I asked it. Yes, um, but my head is saying that we split. Yeah. Yeah. I 
I don't know why I think split and not three out of four. And maybe it's past, past results setting current expectations. <laughs> sure. Do, um, do, do you think but, if we'd won the the opening series, if we swept the opening series, would you be more positive or is it because we lost yesterday in the way that we lost it that you'll now suddenly, oh, I've got question marks of whether, you know, they could no, even, actually, even sweep in the No, the opening series, I think I would be even more convinced that they were going to split. Yeah, Just yeah. because their schedule is so hard to begin the season and Yankee Stadium is always like, as much as everybody talks about that short porch in right field and it's so easy to hit a ball out, in Yankee Stadium, that doesn't just go for the Blue Jays, it goes sure. for the other team too. So I think the pitching is still kind of questionable about what's going to happen from that end of things. And I think if we had swept the Rangers, I would think, oh, we're probably going to split with New York because I don't see them starting seven and no, sorry, six, six and one on yeah. the season. I just don't see it. Mm. would probably be my thing mm. yeah no it's good daniel what, what's your what's your head telling you about this series yeah i'm 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 with the split as well just because it's it's too early to see you know what sort of form and consistency teams have got but also we're not going to have a full strength yankees come to rogers center because of vaccinations and other issues i would imagine um <laughs> that's still to be seen so inside knowledge we'll, i'll i'll split the series there and we have a, a better advantage than we might otherwise have had, uh, you know, when they come to Rogers Centre. So we'll um, we'll sweep them there. We'll split them at Yankees and we'll sweep yeah. them at home. Do you know, this whole sort of... I feel if we do well this year, everybody's going to come back to that point and say, ah, but because, you know, asterisks against the Blue Jays because they weren't... Welcome. And then we'll come back and go, oh, yeah, but last two years because... So, uh, I, th I, you know, I know. Swings I, and roundabouts. Oh, it is swings and roundabouts, but um, I just know how people you know are going to certainly in terms of our baseball community here in the uk i've already had loads of messages from from guys from other who support other teams saying actually this is so unfair that you know toronto are clearly gonna benefit from from this did they did they send any messages last year saying how unfair it was yeah <laughs> no it's funny no, that yeah yeah no yeah. i i've i've defended them well to you know i think the jays would be happy with what i've what i've put back but um yeah, I, I just think that's how people think, isn't it? It's the you know it's the nature of, of humanity in terms of we're gonna we're gonna knock them if if we can. Gary, what's your what's your feeling for for the Yankee series? I'm gonna go three out of four. Oh, good man. I think Manoa's um, obviously we know you know know what he can do. Yeah. Um, I also think Kikuchi's gonna surprise a lot of people this season. Um, you know, with Pete Walker, I think he's gonna certainly help him. Um, go to that next level. His ERA has dropped the last two seasons. Um, you know, so I think a lot of people kind of writing him off as going, oh, well, he's the weak link in the rotation. I don't believe that is the case. Um, you know, so I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. That yeah. put a lot of um, minds at ease, I think, make people feel a bit better. Um, and then obviously got um, Gosman and uh, Berrios at the end of the uh, the series there. So there's no reason why they can't start to find a bit of form. Uh, probably thrive in a bit of a hostile environment as well. So yeah, who who's going to bounce back in terms of the starting pitching for you? Because if you're taking three out of four, somebody's going to come back with a win out of Berrios. And um, okay, cool. Yeah, Got that's me. like to see that. Yeah, yeah, very good. Mark, what's your feeling for the for the Yanks? I I agree with Gary. I think three out of four. 
But I'm curious. I want to put Gary on the spot for a second. If if Kikuchi's not the weak link, who is? I don't think there is a weak link. <laughs> Good. Fair enough. Seriously, I don't think there is. Um, for the first time, you normally have one, two, and three, and then you kind of get four and five, and you end up with you know uh, players that are released from other teams. And yeah, uh, this year, you know, rotation seems solid. You know, yeah. one to five. So I, I think three out of four. I think that the first few games, people were overreacting. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good start for the for the rotation at least. But we're still on pace to win 108 games. By the way, I don't think we need to put it down. Yeah, burn everything down. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing say, how we. With the bullpen. Go on, Gary. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, sorry. I think obviously last few seasons has always been about the starters and everything. Um, you know, the bullpen's been pretty bad. Whereas this year, I think the bullpen's quite good as well to pick up a bit of that slack. Um, and as we say, certainly if, if Pearson comes back, obviously he won't come back this series. Um, but again, you've got like Thornton that has a lot of experience as well pitching those those games. So, you know, if you were to get someone like Gosman to go out, at least you got. Not not a great start, but you do have a solid um, person that can eat up innings as well. So yeah, you know, we're not panicking over like who's four, five, you know, six, seven, and eight really. Yeah, Dave, David. In terms of the Yankees themselves, they've uh, they've won. So same same as us, one first two, lost their last game. Yep. What what do you think they'll be looking to to get out of this series? I saw somebody post earlier. I can't remember where it was. It might be on the UK facebook group or something a yankees fan saying we've been terrible i really hope we can we'll be lucky to get to it the series with toronto so mm. yeah but i mean their their pen's been quite heavily taxed as well the first three games so i don't i don't think we're getting there with a disadvantage in that regard um yeah. and i think as as strong as the top of our rotation is i think that the real strength of it is actually the depth of it that the three four and five are I think going to be a bit stronger than most other teams. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just I'll settle for three games. I'm not greedy. I'll settle for three and we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, very good. Excellent, guys. I'm just conscious that time is running away for us. It's eleven o'clock here in the UK. Uh, coming up six o'clock in in Canada. Um, thank you so much for your your thoughts this evening, everyone. Um, just any other closing thoughts as we sort of draw to a close. Mark, anything from you you want to add in to the mix before we say goodbye? Uh, I guess the only thing I'd like to say, I just I like what Dave said about um, how the Yankees fans are, are freaking out on social media as well. Blue Jays fans, we've won two out of three games. Yeah, the starting pitching has been pretty horrendous so far. We still won three, two out of three games. Yankees fans are doing the same thing. We don't we don't pay attention to their to the Yankees as much when, when they're, when we're not playing them. So we don't notice that, but it's just a thing that fans do. Like they haven't, they've won two out of three, but they haven't played that well either. So they're probably thinking they can't beat us. We're thinking we can't beat them. It's just, it's just one of those things. We're going to win three out of four. Don't worry. We're a better team. Come on. Loving it. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Daniel, what's uh, your closing thoughts? I don't know if we've mentioned it, but, I mean, we've focused on maybe what hasn't gone quite so well, but the offense has been great. I mean, we're not waiting to see when Vladdy's going to homer or whether Springer's going to, you know, pretty much everyone's homered in the first three games. We've scored a stack load of runs. We might concede a few as well, but we're going to out hit and outscore almost anyone. And that's a really positive thing that we're not really looking at any of the hitters wondering when they're going to hit their straps because they already have. Yeah, um, and that's a real positive that we should celebrate as well. Oh, it was brilliant when Chapman got his home run, wasn't it? I just, you know, mm. the 
just the joy, and particularly when George Springer just completely missed him and let him go down the dugout. I thought that was fantastic. David, any closing thoughts from you? Uh, no, just injury concerns for Tim Langton pushing that button all the time. But yeah, it's been it's been great seeing it. <laughs> I think my favourite bit about it all. Every time someone hits a home run, Vladdy is the first one out the dugout. The yeah. first one yeah. there to celebrate with them. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Great seeing it. Yeah. yeah. It's great seeing the home run jacket. And I've I've found out who the England representative is on the back of the jacket in the Blue Jays organisation. So I've made a contact with him. So I'm hoping that I might be able to chat to him at some point. So uh, so it's nice to have England represented. Sorry about that, David, uh, that you're not... Was not... it not you, Steve? I thought uh, it was... Well, you know... The blue, the blue Jays often come knocking, of course, but you know yeah. I just have to. I'm a little bit busy, uh, so uh, yeah. So <laughs> I find out who he is. Um, Gary, any any last thoughts from you, sir? Um, I, I think it's just we can only control what we can control. Um, I don't worry too much about other teams. Um, you know, when we're playing them, obviously we need to beat them, uh, but I don't really pay too much attention to results elsewhere because you don't have have any say on them. Yeah. Um, also, just want to say good luck to the Raptors. Obviously, yes. In the playoffs. Um, Shaquille O'Neal doesn't have a clue what he's speaking about, and I also <laughs> look forward to the Maple Leafs going out in the first round of the playoffs again. <laughs> okay, right. Well, you may not be coming back. <laughs> Great to have you with us tonight, Gary. Thanks so much for joining in, uh, Elizabeth. Thank final you. final thoughts from you. Um, we may have lost the game yesterday, but it might have been a different income if the a different outcome if the umpire had actually been able to call a proper game. Yes, there were some absolutely oh shocking strike calls yeah. yesterday. So was, who knows it's like, what may have happened? Crazy. And uh, like Gary just said, you can only control what you can control, and unfortunately, we can't control the umpires. And just because Joe West has retired. Yeah. doesn't mean we don't still have some adventures out there anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'm sure you're looking forward to a few few days off from uh, being back at the ballpark, having only had three, but uh, busy, busy time for you. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to actually being able to watch tonight's yes. game. Oh, yes. Oh, that's not fair, but, you know. I, I, and you guys, obviously, in Canada, you're going to have to help us out over these over these weekday midnight games because that's hard work for us. Uh, so, um do all the hard work for us for, for next Monday. Um, I think for me, uh, thanks guys so much. Love just chatting with you all. Uh, I've got an exciting week. I'm interviewing uh, a lady called Crystal tomorrow who did the ceremonial pitch in one of the games last year. So she, I don't know whether you know her Elizabeth at all or heard of her. She runs an organization called the Lady Jays Fan Club, I think it is, and it's helping... Uh, various ladies in, in in need so i'm looking forward to chatting with her tomorrow and just hearing her story and uh we've or i've also heard today that um we're going to be getting blair and barker on the pod uh coming up so um i'm really awesome. excited about that so uh, yeah we're just trying to find a date where, which will work for everybody uh so that's cool so lots of things to to look forward to but we will be back this time next week. Thank you so much for the guys who've joined us live. Uh, thanks for your chat uh, and Mark picking those up for us. Uh, hope you have a great week. Enjoy Blue Jays baseball. It's great to have it all back. And we shall see you in a week's time. Take care. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. 
If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening. <laughs>